four improvisers have chosen to don their cloaks, brandish their sabers, and speak in terrible accents for your entertainment. Pass the Doritos, grab your dice, and go on a quest with Des Moines' best comedians as they do all of those things in... Des Moines and Dragons! In a fantasy world of danger and mystery, where magic, swords, and guile are the weapons of choice. A kingdom sits amongst the wilderness, surrounded by rival dukes, deadly assassins, and horrors from beyond. Queen Victoria rules from her capital city, Alal, and commands the mighty Tealguard army to keep her region safe from without. But who then watches over the poor and downtrodden from within? Who ventures into the dank dungeons rescuing the spoiled duke's son? Who climbs the side of a sheer cliff face to capture a goblin leader? The Guild. Its mission is to preserve the monarchy regardless of whoever may sit there. Stand vigilant and protect the lowborn so that the highborn may rule comfortably. And this is where our adventure begins. Join us on an epic quest of the mightiest heroes known simply as... Uh... Uh, Guild Cadre 11A. Welcome, everybody, to Des Moines and Dragons. I'm here with my cast. A new show in the Des Moines scene. We're going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition. And joined with me are three of Des Moines' best improvisers. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Who's that? Yeah, it's an actual statement. It's That's you guys. True. I didn't I didn't even have to lie. So why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves, who you are, what you do funny in Des Moines, and then give me a little bit of a physical description about your character. Okay, so uh, my name's Tim Overton. Uh, my character's name is Harbeck Thunderfist, and he's a dwarf cleric, and he worships the god of life. In all of life's forms, he's um he's a stout man, uh with uh, with armor, and he has a cool uh warhammer, and he is a an all around nice guy. Cool. Uh, I am Aaron Nielsen. Uh, I do a lot of improv randomly without any. Oh yeah, I do improv too. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yep, another fact. No. Um. I am going to be Verna Highhill. She is a halfling rogue with a criminal past. Mm. Uh, but she's a little sweetie at, at heart, so she she's excited for adventures. Nice. Uh, my name is Charity Coons. I also do improv, and I dabble in stand-up comedy as well here in Des Moines. Uh, my character is Ornella Sambridge. I am a human warrior of uh, nobility. And, uh, you know, I'm a typical, typical princess. Awesome. And with us also is Winnie Winifred. Yeah. <laughs> Our nearly the silent co-host. The third. The, the corgi. My dog will be joining us as a featured character throughout the show. You'll hear her <laughs> panting, licking, and clicking around with her the click-clack of her toes. Sucking yeah. my toes under the table. Oh, <laughs> oh God. All right. Let's keep this Very PG. sexual. All right. Sure. For the kids. Let's um, keep this very <laughs> sexual. 
Great. Uh, so I'm Paul Privateer. I'm the DM for our games and game today. I've been playing D&D for, oh God, like four or five years now. It's one of my favorite things to do. I've always wanted to do a podcast like this and bring in improvisers to play a game. So that's exactly what we're going to do. During the intro, you heard a couple things about the world that we're playing in. And so without further ado, I think we're just going to start right in. All right. Nice. So the scene opens. Uh, the, the opening credits for the quote-unquote show we're doing roll through, title screen flashes in, and dissolve fades. We overlook a city with tall, tall towers on each of the four corners. At the center part is a keep with tall castle walls, ornate sculptures and gargoyles positioned all around the castle itself. Uh, we see smoke rising up around this general vicinity of the city, uh, cook fires, uh, work fires, and it's a hazy, overcast day. The camera zooms in to street level, and we see the streets are stone streets covered with market stalls and people uh, milling about buying stuff. Uh, this looks to be a, a blue-collar section of the city. Their people aren't dressed particularly well. And the camera pans slowly over to the left, and we see the front store of a tavern. Uh, the tavern is built of a old-style English construction wood frame, and we see hanging above the door is the sign. Uh, the the peppercock is the uh, tavern that we start our adventure in. And the camera zooms inside, and we see our three characters uh, sitting at a... Uh, at a table, uh, enjoying the company of each other. The tavern is moderately busy. There's a few patrons at the bar, a few patrons scattered throughout the tavern. Most everyone in the bar, aside from our party, is human. Uh, however, our party features a dwarf, a halfling, and then a human noble. We start with our cast sitting at the table talking amongst themselves and preparing to go on the next adventure, waiting to receive orders from their guild leader. No, I didn't think that they were a good couple to begin with. I could tell from the beginning the way the tabloids were covering them. It was always just, you know, PR out there. You say this every time someone breaks up. Oh, I always knew it from the beginning. You know, I, as soon as they put the, they do the name portmanteau, I know it's over. Mm. No it's one's going to support Brangelelica. I think you've had one too many. No! I think you've had one too many. I've only just begun. The party is caught off guard. A, uh, a man in a white cloak with a very obviously ornate clasp holding the cloak together. The clasp is of the weighted scales, um, which represents the regent. <laughs> uh, he's a specific guild leader being the guild of the post or the regent of the post this man is assigned to give out jobs to members of the guild uh, to work and complete this man uh, the guild leader of the party bertrand carlisle yeah. bertrand carlisle uh, stands in front of the party and he is uh, he has a, a scroll in his hand and he is looking at the party expectantly uh, oh, uh, uh, Mr. Carlyle, <coughs> what, what can we do for you? <coughs> yes. Hello again. I, uh, last job was, well, it... 
we know. Satisfactory. Yeah, that's one way to describe it was, uh, um, I just ask that next time you use a little less fire. Mm. Well, sometimes it can't be helped, you know, uh, plans. In, in my defense, it worked. I mean, you can't fight fire, which is why you use it as a weapon. Yes, fire with fire. Well, very well. I am, uh, I'm glad that all of you came out relatively unscathed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got another job for you. Uh, I'll just, uh, <laughs> here, uh, ten gold on its completion. You know the drill. Uh, um, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He hands the scroll over to Harbeck, gives a short, curt bow, turns, and walks out quickly. Thank you. What's it say? Another missive. Another uh, another beautiful quest for us to embark upon. Ooh, where to? Where to? Um. So the scroll. Harbeck unfurls the scroll, and in front of him is in its uh, in its very official-looking fashion, the uh, regent of the post, Bertrand Carlyle, uh, Cod- Guild Cadre 11A. Guild Cadre 11A. Verna mm-hmm. Harbeck and Ornella. That's us. Okay. Job request. Here we are. A shopkeeper named Tormund has had his store ransacked and robbed. Poor bastard. Terrible name. The guild will not tolerate thievery among the poor. Find those responsible and bring them to justice. Dead, five gold. Alive, fifteen gold. I think, obviously, we need to make sure Tormund, I mean, it's kind of his fault, right? Yeah, yeah. If his shop wasn't so easy to steal from. That is a horrible thing to say, Verna. Some people can't protect themselves. Yes, and that is what we must do. It seems we're a little late at this point, but uh, perhaps we can speak to the fellow and gain some clues. Fine, fine. So I think the, uh, so the scene, the camera slowly pans back and out of the bar and uh, uh, dissolve to black, fade back in from black, and we see the party now standing in front of um, a small shop. Uh, roughly the, I mean, the shop is about the size of a medium-sized room, and, uh, all around the perimeter of the shop are, uh, glass cases that have all been smashed. There's glass all over the floor. Um, we see the doors hanging open, and we can, the, the party looks inside and sees a man, uh, sweeping up glass in the shop floor. I think this is the place. I'll talk to him. The sounds of dogs barking can be heard in the street. <laughs> Damn wild dogs. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, um, yes, hello. We we are here, uh, we're from the guild, uh, and we're here to help you uh, find who did this to your store. Oh, bless you, bless you. Come in, come in. Do you mind telling us a little bit about what happened? So he, uh, yes, he, he, uh, <clears throat> he comes behind you, Ornella, and sort and semi-overtly puts his hands on, like, your shoulder. Not in a overly creepy way, <laughs> but he's, go- he's going out of his way to make physical contact with you. And gently kind of ushers you inside to his store. All right. I mutter uh, under my breath, she doesn't like that. She really doesn't like that. Uh, I, um, I have Harbach and, and Verna with me as well. <laughs> yeah. Nice yes. to meet you. Uh, Please meet your acquaintance. Nice to meet you. Oh, pleasure to meet you. Just call me Mr. Torment. Uh, All right. 
Yeah, so I've had almost my whole shop completely robbed. Uh, I I was asleep. Uh, I didn't wake up at all. I, I woke up the next morning and came downstairs, and my shop was as you see it now. You didn't wake up? There's, like, glass everywhere. <clears throat> no. Do Do you have any... Any sort of information as to why someone would do this to you? Do you have any en- enemies? Uh, not that I... Not, I'm just a, a sweet old shopkeeper, miss. Uh, I'm... I couldn't possibly have any enemies in the city. What What was stolen? Everything. Get uh, out of here, wild dog! Get... get. Every, everything was taken, uh... The about the only thing they left was the display cases. I've had all of my uh, potions and poultices taken. I have raw ingredients scavenged and stolen. I have nothing left. I'll be ruined if these people are not brought to justice. Don't worry about it, Mr. Torment. We will do our best to bring justice to your store. Yes, we're on the case. The oh. guild is on it. Thank you. Oh, Lady Ornella. Yes. He uh, gives you, like, the eye scan up and down and uh, proceeds to go, if you need anything from me, I'll, I'm just going to be picking up a little bit. But feel free to, to have about my store as you wish. Thank you, Mr. Tormer. That is greatly appreciated. So he goes over, picks up a broom, and begins uh, continues sweeping up the glass on the floor. Yes, perhaps now is the time to break out our forensic equipment. Do you have forensic equipment? Uh, no. (laughs) But I have a keen eye. Verna's got a good nose on her. She could probably sniff something out. Yes, perhaps your perception can tell us something or a little insight. Sure. Um, So I would entertain someone rolling perception to look for clues. Uh... Typically, you would use perception to find things, and then you would use investigation to uh, discern what those things are, or to learn more about said things. So, anybody that is trained in perception, uh, feel free to roll on your perception skill. I'll make a quick perception roll. Okay. And that is not very good. I have a 10. You have a 10? And then, is that with your modifier? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, does anyone else, is anyone else trained in perception that would like to roll? Oh, I will. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and roll. So it's going to be a d20. Okay. And then you take the number you roll and add your perception modifier under wisdom. Well, so will that mean? Um, that just means you are trained in it. Okay, that's what that that's little what circle means. Yep. Sweet. Ah. That's okay. Eleven. Okay. Well, luckily the, the... The clue that you find is fairly obvious. Oh, yes, our keen eyes have done it again. Ah, excellent. <laughs> you excellent. know that there are muddy boot prints mm. um, that look to be, look, several sets of muddy boot prints that are scuffed into the wood that make a uh, trail that surround the cabinets. Like I said, these display cases around the perimeter of the room, and these footprints follow around the perimeter of said room. Uh, Well, good news. They are terrestrial beings. They are bound to the earth as are we. Excellent. Good eye. Well, uh, the size of these feet should tell us something. What do you think? Uh, An investigation is due. I think I can try that. Uh, Let me take a look around here and roll my dice. 
All right, so I've got a 12. So you rolled a 12. Okay. So, Verna, you... you uh, well, you don't really need to stoop down that much because you're quite short as like, a halfling. Yes. Um, but you you go and examine the footprints, and the you were immediately hit by a overwhelming smell of sewage and a stink. So I'm going to ask that you make a constitution saving throw. (laughs) So under the constitution, uh, under your constitution uh, ability, you should have like a saving throw column or a little dot. Yes. What is your saving throw uh, say? It is plus one. Plus one. So you roll a d20. And then add one, and you're trying to get over the uh, the higher the roll, the better. Seventeen with my modifier. Seventeen. So you you feel <laughs> nauseous for about a second, but halflings are quite strong in the stomach, so you're able to uh, overcome yep. the feelings. Verna. Verna. Well, you were right about my nose. There's something not right with this. I knew it. All right. Well, it's sewagey and gross and. Sewage. Hmm. This gives me an idea. All right. Uh, let's leave. After you. I don't know. So you exit the shop. I immediately uh, look for nearby sewer entrances. So you uh, you don't even need to roll perception because this is uh, it, it, they're not necessarily hidden. There is a metal sewer grate that is about half a block to the south. Um, and you can see that there's, like, water running into the grate. Uh, again, it's a rainy, overcast day. It, it's not raining, per se, but it's just that drizzly, wet, moist, so there's just... Yeah, like today. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Aha! Yes! As I suspected. Uh, I have found the culprit's uh, escape route. How do you know? Yeah, uh, the smell of foul mess. All right. What happens now? Do we go in? Uh, yes, you first. Yes, I think that's a good idea. Why don't you get your axe out and, and go first? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, here we go. Going in into the, the sewer. So, uh, Ornella, you heft open the sewer grate, and you can see that there is a small ladder that runs its way down to the bottom of the sewer. Uh, do you go? Do you follow the ladder downward? I do. Okay, um, I'm gonna have you roll a uh, Constitution saving throw. Okay, d20. Yep, it's a d20. Cool. And then your saving throw under Constitution is plus four, so you're you're rather resilient. So you should pass this. <laughs> but you but you rolled a one. I rolled a one. Awesome. Oh, no. The first one of the game. I oh, uh, So the smell hits you like you you're. Uh, you're climbing down the ladder, and the smell is is overwhelming. Your eyes begin to water. Oh, oh, oh God! Uh, what is it? It's uh, it's bad. Cornella, and you Cornella? slip and fall down ah! the ladder and slam into the uh the floor ah! on bottom. You take a D two damage. So just uh, it's a D four. And a one and a two is one damage. A three and a four is two damage. There you go. Yep. Four. So you just take two damage. Ooh. So it's a pretty hardy fall. You land actually kind of awkwardly on your side. <coughs> oh, oh, my goodness. God gracious. Uh, 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 Ornella. Uh, yeah. Uh, you are right. 
I think so. I'm coming down. Be careful. It's slick and gross. Get out of here, wild dogs. (laughs) So the rest of you follow suit. Uh, You do not need to make another uh, constitution save, Verna, but Harbeck, uh, I'm going to ask you to make a constitution saving throw now. Now, with my dwarven resilience, I do resist poison, but this is a little different. Yep, that's correct. I rolled a... Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, that's good enough to succeed. So the smell is over, the smell is disgusting. Your eyes do water, but you do not. You're not completely overwhelmed. Uh, yes, uh, dwarfs are used to such a petulant waste. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're used to this. Well, it's you know a far cry from the the noble halls you find used to find yourself in. But this is the hard work of the guild, and the work must be done. You're right. Well, let us uh, continue forth. Uh, Would you like to lead the party? I suppose. Marching order into the sewers, it's going to be Ornella, and then who? Verna. Verna, and then Harbeck Mm -hmm. at the back? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Does anyone have any torches in their equipment? I don't. I have to read. Uh, I have candles. Okay. Or a lantern. And I've got a lantern. I've got torches. And oil. Perfect, because you'll definitely want light down here, because there is there, there is a complete absence of light in the sewers. What the so, fuck's a water skin? Water skin is just like a canteen for oh. water. Gross. So I uh, take my tinder box and light one of my torches. Okay. The torch illuminates about 30 feet in front and behind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also going to get my tinder box out and uh, get my lantern, my hooded lantern. Perfect. Lit. Um, Verna, your your lantern, uh, the oil just provides a little bit better, more directed light, so you get uh, a little bit more... The, you, you create enough light to where you guys can easily see uh, at least 45 feet in front of you and 45 feet behind you. Excellent. Now we find ourselves trapped in this labyrinth under the city. Um, we should probably figure out which way to go. So, uh, the sewer runs... Uh, with the streets above, generally. So you have a tunnel that's in front of you, and you have a tunnel behind you. Flip a coin? Yeah, pretty much. It's an excellent idea. Hmm. All right, I'll get one of mine out. Okay. All right, heads we go forward, tails we go backwards. Makes sense? Ding! <laughs> what is it? It's a head. Onward! Forward we go. Okay. So, uh, walking ahead, so the way the sewer is constructed is uh, it's a older style sewer, so it's not very tall, and you have a, like a two foot uh, stretch of, uh, not cement, but like brick that would be laid out on either side of the tunnel, and then in the middle of the tunnel runs the actual sewage. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I don't care. It doesn't really matter what side you're on, but um, are you guys all on the same side, I'm assuming, of this? Yeah. Because you got two feet on one side, two feet on the other. Okay. So uh, you're walking along, we'll just call this northward. You're headed northward through the the sewer, and you come to a a large open chamber. Um, The chamber opens up to be at least 20 feet tall, and you can see at the top... Um, there's another grate that leads up to the surface, so it casts a small amount of light. Uh, the room itself is about 35 feet in diameter, 
Um, and you can see that there is actually like a decomposing, uh, figure that's lying at the center of this, uh, of this sewer. You also, well, how about everybody roll perception for me, even if you're not trained in it? 22. 15. 18. Okay. So Harbeck and Ornella, you notice that, um, the water looks to be a little bit deeper, um, so the, the the sewage you were following is like maybe like one or eighteen inches deep. Mm-hmm. Um, this looks to be about like two feet or three feet deep worth of this sewage water that's created in this open chamber here, mm-hmm. and uh, you see little ripples of things moving under the surface of the uh, sewage, the sewer water. Uh, there appear to be uh, some some floaters uh, up ahead. And I should also mention that there are two, uh, you come in through, uh, one tunnel and then ahead of you to the northeast or the northwest and the northeast are two other tunnel entrances. Mm. Which, where do you think they're coming from? Or where do you think they're going? Hard to tell. I think that we should, I think that we should go into the, one of these tunnels. I, I think we just need to Press forward. Perhaps. The the decomposing figure may give us clues. Do you want me to look at it? I don't want to get close to it, but I'll look at it. I'm afraid for you to get close as well. Hmm. Perhaps we should continue forth. Flip a coin. That's an excellent idea. Heads is left, tails is right. All right. All right. Ding, ding. Tails. Right it is. We head to the northeast. Yep. Just gonna keep track. We came in, we're going, we went forward, and now we're going right. Yes, you have a perfect mental map as always, Verda. So, uh, as you circumvent this uh, chamber, so again, the little two-foot concrete uh, walkway extends around the perimeter of this large circular chamber, and... Uh, I imagine, so is the party following along this pathway, or are you walking through the water? Along the pathway. pathway. Okay. So, uh, you note as you walk along the pathway that these uh, ripples in the water, you can see like little, um, they look like glass beads uh, peering at you from where the ripples are. Reflective, um, something with good eyes is watching you as you walk around the perimeter of this chamber. Uh, do you do anything or do you continue heading forth to the tunnel? I think we stop and discuss I, what these things are. I think we have to stop. Do any of you know what these creatures are? Uh, no. So anyone with intelligence history or intelligence nature could make a role and I could give you information about what these might be. I have history. Perfect. D20? It's a, yep, a D20, and then add your history to it. That's a cocked die, so just roll it again. Uh, seven. Seven. Uh, your family did not talk much of what <laughs> lived amongst and in the sewers of the city, so That's you don't right. know. And no one else? 
Do you have any bonuses to nature or history? Not really, just oh, you've the got one. the plus one. I have zero. You so. got zero. I guess I have to try. It's, it's up to you. Erda, <sighs> what the hell are these things? Well, I've got a sixteen. Um, so, Verna, you heard stories, uh, when you were younger, folks would tell stories about kids that would go and play in the sewers and be eaten by these alligators, like these big lizards that, uh, uh, with long jaws, sharp snapping teeth would eat little kids and they would, they wouldn't ever come out of the sewer again. I mean, I always, I always thought it was just something my older brothers were telling me. That's just a myth. There are no crocodiles in the sewers. What What if somebody Absolutely. wants to get rid of one? Where would they put it? Uh, the sewer. Uh, perhaps you are right. Well, it's uh, either way probably best to avoid them. Yeah, because they're, they're not moving. They're just, they're sitting still in the water just watching you. I believe that this is their home and we should respect it. All creatures are worthy of our mercy. All right, but I'm not trusting them. I see any movement and I'm stabbing. Yes, never trust a crocodile. I think... I think that maybe I'd like to toss some bread into the water. <laughs> Ornella, I love you, but that's the worst idea I've ever heard. Why? It'll distract them and then and then we don't have anything to worry about. Or it'll make them hungry and think we're food. Or the bread will fill them up and they won't be hungry anymore. Exactly. Let's just... It's just I support the idea. Yes, we're, we're solving the problem before it arises. <sighs> if I'm outvoted, I'm outvoted, but I'm keeping my short bow out. <laughs> I'm tossing some water. I'm, to- I'm tossing some bread in. Okay, you guys do it. I'll catch up. Okay, you toss some bread in the water, and immediately, uh, so you saw that there were like two sets of eyes that were like towards the center of the room, and you toss some bread in the water, maybe. Uh, two yards away from you, and the water erupts in an explosion of feces, pee, and sewage, and a dark brown, uh, scaly uh, creature thrashes out of the water, biting at whatever fell into the water. You see this thing is at least uh, ten and a half feet long. Um, Its head is about the size of your arm, um, snapping up at the bread, and it uh, plunges down in the water with a splash and the water becomes still again. Told you guys it wouldn't uh, bother us after that. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, let's go. So you continue on to the northeast passage and this is where uh, the, f- the first thing you notice is that this passageway is decorated and festooned with uh Articles and objects uh, relating to eyes. There are, like, drawings of eyes all along the tunnel. There are small um, dangling uh, eyeballs that are, like, carved out of wood. Some of them are, like, f- like pieces of metal that have been forged and pounded into the rough shape of an eyeball. Um, and you can see halfway down the end of the tunnel... There is a grate with a human-ish sized door uh, at the end of the tunnel. And that's what you see. Oh, God, it's like an art student's apartment in here. Yes, it rather reminds (sighs) me of one of your last boyfriends. Oh, don't bring him up again. (sighs) He, He had a good heart. And I do think, given the right amount 
of time he was going to make it. But you know what? You know what? This isn't about that. Yes, now is not the time. Uh, I'm rather creeped by all of this. And what sort of robbers have a art collection in the sewer? Let's find out. Okay, you first. Okay. <laughs> so you knock on the you I I think we see uh this like side shot of Ornell like okay, I got this and you just walk forward and just knock on the and I think we see Verna what are Verna and Harbeck's reaction to Ornella just knocking on the door. Royals. Yeah, I like lower my head and just shake. I can't help but have a stifle a little giggle. Ornella. So <laughs> you, we can't just barge. This could be someone's home. We can't just barge in. You're absolutely correct. Matters are important at a time like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you knock on the door. There's no answer. A few uh, awkward moments, uh, probably for about ten beats of just silence, and then yeah, there's just nothing. Do you want to knock again? <laughs> Well, there's no doorbell, so I'll. Well, give it, I'll uh, excuse give it a... me. Hang on. I uh, try the door handle. The, the door <laughs> handle is un. The handle is unlocked. I uh, open the door. Okay. Uh, make a dexterity save for me, Harbeck. It's not the best. Um, it's a. Uh, ooh, not good. Nine. Nine. Okay. Um. So, uh, you open the door and you hear the click of some kind of mechanism and flying up in front of you is there's a steel rod with, uh, two spikes on the end of the rod that are about at human height where a person's chest would be. So the spikes don't hit you. The rod just smacks you square in the face. (laughs) Harbeck! Harbeck, are you alright? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Um, the door's open. This is why we shouldn't barge into people's homes. (laughs) There's no proof. It's a home. It's a sewer. Uh, Yes, one does not (sighs) typically uh, booby trap their home. Well, can you see in further in? Yeah, yeah. Hold uh, hold on. I, like, straighten out my vision and, uh... Point the torch down the hall. Crack your nose back into yeah. place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your nose just make a sickening crack as you <laughs> put it back. <laughs> <laughs> Staring down the hallway, or down the tunnel way, um, you can see that the... Uh, excuse me. Excuse. There is a... Uh, uh, at the end of the hall, so through this uh, great doorway setup, there is a about 20 more feet of empty tunnel... Um, and then there are, uh, even like the day, de- the eyeball decor gets cranked up to 11. And now the s- wafted smell of rotten human flesh, uh, is wafting in your general direction. Um, <sighs> and you can see all along the perimeter while the, the, the tunnel is empty with the exception of these de- decorations. You can see all along the bottom of the tunnel are small, uh, little, grates that are roughly the size of a book that are positioned uh, along the perimeter of the tunnel, uh, presumably so that excess water can run off into these sub-sewer systems. Presumably. Uh, Verna, is, is this what those 
footprints back in the store smelled like? Yes, but I mean, it's all sewer, so it's hard to tell. Oh, this is different. That's the smell of death. I think we've been lucky so far to neither found our occupants. What do you think we should do? Hurry. While we still can. All right. Now, that first booby trap meant that the rest of this place is probably rigged to high hell. We'll have to do some more checks. That's a good idea. Who's the quickest with the most agility? Uh, that's probably me. Uh, yep. I guess I can run forward. Per- just a little. Perception and uh, high perception and high dexterity would help uh, avoid or spot traps and or spot traps. Um, so you guys press forward into this room and uh, you... Uh, let's see, I'm going to roll a d4... And Harbeck is one, Verna is two, Ornella is three, and a four I'll re-roll. I rolled a three, so Ornella. Ornella, where are you at as you walk into this tunnel with everyone else? Are you at the front, middle, or back? I'm in the middle, because Harbeck went first. Okay. Um, So uh, you, uh, before you know what's happening, uh, a thing about the size of a small dog like catches you and bites your bites your calf, um, and you can see a rat the size of a small dog, um, covered in like blotchy, postuled, uh, rotted skin. Um, its hair is grown in patches. Just chomps on your leg, um, and roll a Constitution saving throw for me. Roll a twenty. And yeah, if you fail, you'll take damage. If you pass, you're able to avoid the damage. That's pass. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. 23, 23, perfect. So you you succeed in resisting the damage, the surprise damage that was done to you. But now I'm going to have everybody roll initiative for combat. So uh, it's a d20, and then add your initiative uh, under the combat section. And then write that number down on your character card, and I'm going to do initiative for... My creatures. So those holes are where the rats are coming out of. <laughs> mm-hmm. How many rats do we see emerge? So you see the first one that has attacked um, Ornella and has chomped onto her calf. You see another one that's closing in on you, Harbeck, towards the front. Um, and then... Uh, Verna, you hear a skittering swarm of rats coming behind you. And uh, swarms in this game, uh, basically the way they work is you're not going to be able to kill all of them. The point is for you to kill as many of them, to kill enough of them to where they don't present a danger of overwhelming you. So they still only use one stat block. They only count as one creature. Um, But it's a way to make small, relatively harmless creatures into uh, more deadly creatures. Scary jerks. Yep. And they all rolled really well on initiative, which is... Our initiative order is as follows. We have Big Rat 1. We have Verna. Big Rat 2. We have Ornella. Harbeck. And then the Rat Swarm bringing up the rear. Big Rat 1. This rat has chomped onto your calf, Ornella. And the creature puts its paws onto your your calf and tries to rip flesh out from your (coughs) leg. So I'm going to make an attack roll on you. And could you tell me what your armor class is, please? 17. 17. 
So I rolled not high enough. Yeah, so I, and I'm not going to tell you how high I rolled, but I did not do damage to you. Nice. Um, so next up is Verna. Verna, your, uh, your move. So you can move in your turn. You can move up to 30 feet. You can attack, um, or you can do what's called a bonus action. Um, things like, uh, casting a spell, um, using other abilities, drawing a weapon, pulling a potion out of your pack. Those are the sort of things you can do as a bonus action. So what do you do for your turn? I'm getting out my short sword and I'm hacking away at them rats. Okay. Are you attacking the rat swarm that's coming to you? or yes. do you move? Okay. Great. So you'll roll a d20 and add the... <clears throat> On your weapons, there should be an attack modifier column. You'll just yes. add that attack modifier to your d20 roll and you'll... You're trying to beat the armor class of this rat swarm. I've got a 20. You rolled a 20? A tw I got a 20 with my modifier. Oh, okay. Great. So that is enough to hit. So now you'll roll damage. And that's my six. Six? You... Side of die, I mean. Oh, no? I'm sorry. Um, yes, it's whatever the... Uh, yeah, so damage, if it says one, yeah, 1d6 plus okay. whatever the modifier is. All right, I've got a seven. Seven, okay. Um, and do you do, uh, what kind of damage does your weapon do? It's a sword, so I'm hacking them to pieces. It's a... Uh, Short sword. Piercing. 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 piercing, okay. I'm piercing them to pieces. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, so you, you're just hacking away at these little rats, decapitating little ones, but the swarm is still coming at you. There's still, there's still plenty of them there. Um, next up is Big Rat 2. Big Rat 2 is going to charge, is running straight at you, Harbeck. And it launches off of its tiny little feet, ah. like coming for your big dumb dwarf head. Yeah. Um, and I rolled pretty good. What's your armor class? It is... Uh, 18. Okay, so in my D&D games, we have a rule that when you roll, if it meets, it beats. It's just an easy rhyme so that the rule is consistent. So I met your armor class with my roll, so I beat your armor class. Dang it. So now I'm going to do damage. Okay, you take three damage. Ooh. All right, next up we have uh, Ornella, your turn. So you have this thing chomping on your leg. You have another rat that has lunged and is, like, crawling on Harbeck's face, more right. or less. Um, and then you have this swarm of rats that's coming up on Verna. I'm going to take out my javelin, and I'm going to start javelin. <laughs> you're going to start jabbing. Jabbing. You're just going to be jabbing. All right. Great. Um, so Moving towards the swarm. Okay, so you're going to move towards the swarm to help uh, Verna. Verna, okay. indeed. So, um, yeah, you can go ahead and roll for your javelin. So you'll roll a d20, add this number, okay. and if you hit, you'll roll that. Okay. 18. 18, nice. So that is a hit. So now you'll roll damage. That's six. And, yep, so one oh, yeah, d6, which stands three. for one six-sided die, yep. plus Three, which is your strength mod, I think. Yep. Seven. Seven. Nice. 
Come in here and kill some rats with me, girl. I'm yeah. coming. I'm coming. Yeah. So you, uh, you with your javelin. So javelin's just like a long, uh, a, it's a more throwable spear. Pointy stick. Yeah. Very pointy. And you skewer like a uh, half dozen rats <laughs> on the end of your javelin and fling them into the wall. Um, next up we have is Harbeck Thunderfist. You've got a rat claw on your face. Um, you've got a rat that is chasing after Ornella, and you've got this swarm that Ornella and Verna are trying to fight off at the back. Okay, so I want to try to uh, turn to get this uh, rat off my face so I can get a full swing with my warhammer. Okay. Yeah, um, and I, I described the thing on your face as more for flavor, right. less for uh, mechanical. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, that's I, a weird I, way to I, phrase I, it. I, I yes and your flavor. Okay. So roll to hit the the flavor rat, the Guy Fieri rat. <laughs> oh my God! Did you roll a one? Back. Oh shit! No. Okay, so uh, Pathfinder uses uh, for anyone listening interested in other games. Pathfinder uses a rule called uh, uh, confirming a crit. So when you crit, you still like the roll has to be done again so that you can't die to cheapness. So you rolled a one. Uh, you critically failed, so roll another d20. Um, and if you roll below a 10, 10. if it meets, it beats. So you're fine. Um, so you, yeah. all you do is you lose your turn oh. for, to a critical fail. So right, describe how you critically failed at fending off this rat. I, I tried to uh, spin away from the rat to disengage him from my face, but as I do so, he latches on even harder and grabs me by the beard and I twirl this rat around in circles he won't get off my face. Harbeck, quit dancing over there! And that's my turn. Rat Swarm. Rat Swarm. Okay. They are attacking Verna. Um, Verna, what is your armor class? It is a 14. Great. So that is a hit. Okay, so I was just checking to make sure it didn't have uh, a second attack. So it did hit though with its uh, with its bite attack. Don't mind the dice that I'm grabbing. Mm, okay. Oh well, it only does uh, uh, it does one damage to you. No. Ow! Yeah. So now, like these these rats that have come out from behind you are beginning to like run up your leg and just chew and bite in Ow! all different places on your legs and feet or not feet. Well, I don't. Do halflings, halflings, do they wear shoes? I do. Uh, it's more of a choice thing. I think it's easier to move around with shoes on. Makes sense. So, yeah, rats crawling into your boots, like up your pant leg. It's uh, it's uncomfortable, to say the least. Uh, we're back at the top of the initiative order uh, with Big Rat 1 that was attacking Ornella. Um, it's going to make another big ol' attack. And he critically fails, so I'm going to roll to see yes. if the crit is confirmed. And he rolls a seven, so the crit is the critical fail is confirmed. So, Ornella, I'm going to give you what's called an opportunity attack. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I'm giving you an attack out of your turn, so you'll still get to take your turn, but nice. you also get this one. Okay. Um, for mechanic for mechanics purposes, if you take an opportunity attack, it's using your bonus action. So on your turn. You don't get your bonus action because you used it as your opportunity attack. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, so go ahead and just roll as normal. Like, uh, roll to hit, and if you hit, you'll roll damage. So it's a d20. Can I use this thing? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Three plus what? Plus... Your strength mod, so... Uh, it's uh, plus uh, this number. Okay. Um, eight. 
So that unfortunately is a miss. So nice. this thing, uh, like maybe it like lunges at you and, and misses you and tumbles and rolls and is in front of you lying on its belly and you take an overhanded smack to try to just cut it in half and the thing is just too quick, bounds up back on its feet and skitters out of your reach. Ugh, these things are fast. They're very fast. Um, we have Verna's turn now. I gotta, I gotta try and get the, the rat off of Harbeck. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna run at him. I'm struggling. Uh, yep. and get my, I'm just gonna try and punch it off, really, because I don't want to hit him with my, okay, with my bow. So, um, you, so what I'll have you do, so this thing is basically oh engaged with Harbeck, and, uh, you're gonna try to move it, uh, are you trying to, like, grapple it to take it off of him, basically? Yes. Okay. So that we can attack it later. Nice. So, uh, I'll have you make a athletics check. So if you go to athletics under strength, you'll roll that number, and I'll roll mine, and whoever rolls better is successful. 17. Nice. because uh, I rolled a 15. So you managed to, um, so you've got control, you've got this, like, Small dog-sized rat in your hands, skidding around. Its its head is like lurching backwards. It's like corgi to size. Yeah, it's yeah. about corgi sized. Gotcha. Um, so you've got it. I fought a lot of corgis in my day, so <laughs> that's that's so scary. <laughs> it was play fighting, but it can get tough when it. The corgis gets are serious. a noble and she breed. won. They are a noble creature, a noble race, um, like the dragonborn or the tiefling, the mm-hmm. corgi. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dire Rat 2 is going to attack, um, uh, he's going to attack Verna. Um, Verna, so you've, you've got this one rat in your hand trying to hang on to it, and this mm-hmm. other one comes running up in the water to bite at your leg. God, he rolls a not very good, so he misses. Um, it is Ornella's turn. All right, where am I in this whole mess? So you are. So the way it's positioned now is, Ornella, you're at the back fighting mm-hmm. off the swarm, mm-hmm. and there's a dire rat that's in between. Uh, so it goes swarm or you, mm-hmm. Verna and Harbeck, and there's a dire rat that she's holding, and then there's one that's fighting amongst Harbeck and Verna okay. on the ground. I want to get the rat out of Verna or out of Verna's hands, so she has hands free. Okay. So, mechanically speaking, Verna has this thing grappled, which means um, a grappled creature is vulnerable. So, when you if you attack a creature that's vulnerable, you are way more likely to hit it. Okay. Because um, it's not defending itself, because she ha- specifically, a grappled creature's speed becomes zero. Um, the... So you roll an advantage to hit it. So if okay. you want to attack it, you'll get to roll 2d20 to see if you do damage to it. Yeah, let's do that. Cavill you- it good, girl! Come on! Mm-hmm. That's a 5 and a 14. Nice. Uh, 14 plus your uh, yes. modifier. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. 19. So that is a hit. Um, so you uh, roll damage on this thing. It's probably going to die. We'll see. Haha! Nine. Nine damage, nice. Um, how much? Oh, yeah. You straight up uh, describe how you kill this thing. So I'll set it up. Uh, Verna has this thing, and it's like writhing and wriggling in her hands. 
How do you kill it? I have a javelin, and so I'm just going like straight, like butthole to brain, <laughs> just, like, right up the middle. Oh God! <laughs> the old shish kebab. Yeah. Oh Jesus! And then I'm gonna fling its dead body off of my javelin into the sewer water. Nice, Let awesome. Those fucking alligators after it. So that was dire rat one is dead. Well done. Bitches. <laughs> um, so that was Ornella's turn. Harbeck, it's your turn now. Yeah, I'm uh, going to um, take a swing at the nearest uh, dire rat I can hit. Okay, so yeah, the one now that's attacking, Ver- there's one in the water now that's attacking Verna, the last dire rat. There's still the swarm that is now left unattended because Ornella has turned to attack, uh, attack that previous dire rat. I'm going to swing with my war hammer at it. Okay. Fuck me. <laughs> so four. It's not your day, Harbeck. I just, like, drop my weapons and just kneel in the, the sewer and just wait and accept my fate because I can't roll anything to save my life. Harbeck! I, I won't even tell you. It was, like, a, a, a an eight or something. That's all right. So, yeah, but that's not a hit. Oh, so. it's not? Okay. Nope. Um, I'm surprised. You're so dramatic! <laughs> so now, uh, so Harbeck rolls to smash this thing and just, like, basically just smashes poo water all over everybody. <laughs> Splashes <laughs> up in my face. My eyes. <laughs> 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 Cholera! Um, so, we have uh, the swarm's turn. Uh, the swarm is going to try to attack. Um, I'm gonna say Ornella because Ornella basically just turned to fight off that other dire rat, so it's gonna attack her. Okay. And it rolls. A, what did you say your armor class was? Seventeen. Yeah, it doesn't hit. Um, so the swarm is like climbing on you, right? But your mm-hmm. chainmail and uh, like leather pauldron—it's just uh. Mm-hmm. Too much for their little teeth to penetrate into. Okay. Um, before. <laughs> Verna, it's your turn. All right, guys, do we run or do we keep fighting? I think we keep fighting. Are you joking? If I could just hit one of them. Harbeck could get himself together. I'm trying. I'm going to just have to keep jabbing at rats because I can't let Harbeck get attacked while he's sitting down. Yes, yes, jab the rats. So do you attack the dire rat or the swarm? The swarm. Okay. And I have 16. 16. That is a hit. So you're attacking with the uh, short sword? So I've got my short sword and I am just hacking and jabbing and decapitating. Piercing. And I've got a five with my sword. Damn, my short sword. Total? Like including your mod? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, you see that their numbers are almost have almost been reduced to half. Ooh, good swing. So next Not up girl. is Diorat Two. Um, seeing Harbeck uh, miss the little little rat's postule covered face and red eyes, chittering teeth turns uh. and it like lunges right at your crotch, Harbeck. Uh. Oh, and it critically fails. Rolls one. <laughs> nice. So oh, thank gonna, that. I'll roll open to see if the crits confirmed. Yeah, crit is confirmed. <laughs> it gets a whiff of your crotch. And like, yeah. So, yeah. I'll give you an opportunity attack, Harbeck. All right. Here we go. Is, yeah. Yeah. The uh, uh, plus the uh, uh, thirteen. That is a hit. 
Or, nice. excuse me, 14, but yeah. Yep. Oh. Yep. Okay. And um, I've got my Warhammer out. Okay. I hit something. Yeah! <laughs> Finally, Harbeck's getting his groove back. Harbeck's got his groove back. Here we go. <laughs> and that's uh, eight damage. Eight damage. What, so you kill it. Yes! Describe how you kill it. So it lunges at my crotch, right? Yep. But, and and I, I sense it. I can sense it coming. So I just full pelvic thrust into its face. And like dislodge its jaw, and then follow that up with a downward warhammer swing. So it's like pelvis out, arms out, just crushing this rat right in the middle of its spine. Sweet. What god did you pray to for that to happen? Life. <laughs> so for that just beautiful description, I'm gonna give you inspiration. Yeah. Which means uh, at any point. Uh, it, you can roll. You can choose to roll advantage oh, right. on a, any skill check or attack roll. Woo. Um, you can spend your inspiration nice. to give yourself advantage. I'm gonna need Beautiful. it probably. Yep, because yep. now the swarm is coming again, <laughs> and uh, I think they're just gonna go after Ornella again because they're sort of just covering her. And I think that's still fail. Yeah, fifteen. That doesn't hit. Fuck you. Um, it's what I said. I also said, fuck you, and I, I crushed its spine. <laughs> but I left it alive, and it died on its own from drowning in the water. It was paraplegic. I didn't kill it. Yeah. It died from complications later. Yeah. It just it wanted death so badly. I'm pro-life. <laughs> it prayed for death. Dear God. Uh, Verna, it's your turn. All right, I am attacking all of the, um, yes. the, the swarm the that's swarm. attacking Ornella right now. Yes, yep. Yes. And I've got a 10. So if it meets, it beats. So that is just enough. Ooh. So it's the swarm's Ooh. armor class is 10, so you hit. All right, and I'm still doing it with my short sword. Look them up. And full I damage. have, yep, full damage. I just did 11. Oh, nice. 11 nice. damage? Nice. Yeah, because I've got a plus 5. Nine. Or no, a plus three, excuse me. Is it? Oh, yeah, three. It is my three. That's I was nine. wrong. Nine. 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 Not math, okay? That's I'm not okay. a math. That's okay. Nine is still good. I'm not a math wizard. <laughs> so the I'm just a half. Life. They have been reduced to half their numbers, and so um, I'm going to make a morale check, and if they pass, they're going to keep fighting until they're destroyed, and if they fail, they're going to skitter away and run. And they fail. Yes. So, like, so describe how you fend these rats off. So I just keep decapitating them and letting their heads hit the other rats that have not yet died. Because I want them to know that there is a message happening. And that if you keep coming, you're just going to get hit with your friend's head. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we, I think the, uh. The camera, like, gives, like, tilts up, and we get, like, the bird's eye view of the battlefield, and we see these two uh, larger rats that are just lying dead and uh, mixing, like, red blood mixing in with this brown sludge, Um, and we can see the rest of the party, led by Verna, just hacking and slashing (coughs) the swarm of rats as they retreat into the the perimeter of the sewer. Uh, And... Uh, all of a sudden, the sewer becomes quiet again, and we just hear the sound of dripping water and slow sloshing <sighs> of poop. Good work, Verna. <sighs> yes, yes. I named that last one Philip. Oh, I, got a, I got a lot of rage out on Philip. Oh, uh, yes, Philip. So I think, uh, so this will be a good time to take a break while we reset for the next hour. So thanks for listening to Des Moines and Dragons. We will be right back. If I can stop them. Yep, thanks. Thanks, Charity.